Praise be to God. So we're going to read from Numbers 21. And I'm going to read from verse 4 onwards. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there's no food and no water. And our soul loads this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and many of the people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten when he looks at it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. And this is one place. So something happened from verses 1 to 4, I believe, and then... One to three, and then from verse four, you have something else happening. So before that, if you just scroll up, I'm just going up. We see something else taking place before that. Aaron dies. And then before that, we see them passing through a place. And then we see the water, God giving. And if you keep going back, you'll see all the things that the Lord has given, giving manna from heaven and all kinds of miracles God is doing in the wilderness. So the reason why I just took you back a little bit is because as we read these scriptures, you have to know how um, when evil spirits enter into people, how everything will get distorted. We need to look at it so you have a proper understanding of the works of darkness and proper understanding of yourself, proper understanding of God, proper understanding of God's servants and how all these work together when it comes to your spiritual journey all the way to Canaan. So now verse 4 we see, they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. So they're going, they're journeying. They finished that place. God gave them the victory. The big thing that happened. They made a promise to God. They're all doing well. They made the promise to God and God gave them the victory and they fulfilled the promise. And now from there, they're going to the next stage. This is how a believer's life is. When God does something, God gives you a victory. You get so happy and you give a testimony and everything. And then you move from where you are, maybe from C to D. But on the way you're going, what happened? Satan is watching. He says, how can I stop you from going forward? How can I take you back? How can I kill you? How can I not let you continue? The enemy of your soul is constantly watching to see how to pull you down. You have to understand that. If you don't understand that, if you're just thinking, la, 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 I'm just going you will become a casualty before you know. 
The fear of the Lord has to be there all the time. So now read verse 4. Big victory, big praise report. And now they're starting from there. Look what happens. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. What came here? Spirit of discouragement. The spirit of discouragement came and knocked on several people's doors. Oh, boy. You have to walk again. Not to go again. Not again. What's happening? Instead of carrying the victory and going forward, the spirit of discouragement came. Who gave room to that? The people who received victory from God gave room for that. Can you relate to it? After you receive so much from God, after you receive so many blessings from God, God led you out of Egypt, brought you this far, showing miracle after miracle after miracle, 10 plagues in Egypt to see the power of God. And then come. While you're coming, you see the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire and giving manna from heaven and water the rock and everything that you need, God gives. Your clothes are intact and your sandals are intact and babies are being born. And the people are getting multiplied. Everything is happening. Life didn't stop. It's not that all oh, we're in the wilderness, so no, no more babies. No. People are getting multiplied. The flocks are multiplying. Whatever God has given is increasing. They're living Better lives than they did in Egypt. No more anyone coming and whipping them. No one is coming there to make them build this and build that and and make their lives miserable. They're actually having time to spend time with the families while they're going. Before now. Before work, 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 work. With less pay and frustration. But now they're living heavenly lives where they are Led by God, fed by God, and they are together with their families, and all the blessings are coming, and all of a sudden what happens? Discouragement comes. How can discouragement come when you're led by God? How can discouragement come when you're fed by God? How can discouragement come when God has been doing miracle after miracle after miracle, unless you become ungrateful in your heart and open the door to the spirit of discouragement? May God speak to our hearts at this hour. The spirit of discouragement has no place in the life of any believer unless they give room to that spirit of discouragement by being ungrateful to God. By being ungrateful to all that the Lord has done. Moses was not discouraged. Joshua was not discouraged. Joshua was all the time with Moses. He was not discouraged. You see, there were lots of other people. Caleb was not discouraged. There are many of the people who followed Moses, who did not give room to the spirit of discouragement, who kept their eyes on God Almighty. They didn't give room to the spirit of discouragement. If you don't have a revelation from God, you'll, you'll feel sorry for the criminals. The criminals here are the people who offended God Almighty. Where? God who has done so much for them. All of a sudden, who says, I feel discouraged. I feel so down. What happened? How did you let the devil enter inside of you? How did you let discouragement enter inside of you? How come the devil got a hold of you? 
What happened to you? How come you are not with God? Because if you are with God, there's no room for the enemy to come in. How can the enemy come in when you are with God? When you wander away, that's when the spirit of discouragement will come. What did the spirit of discouragement do? It never comes by itself. And the people of God spoke against God and against Moses. And when you read these things, you don't see them directly talking against God. Did you know who they're talking against? They're talking against the servant of God. The servant of God carried the anointing of God. Anytime you speak against the servant of God, you're talking against God first. Understand, it's not against Moses first and then God, no. It goes directly against the anointing of God first. It goes against God himself first. Then against the servant of God. Both are linked together, interconnected. The sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon are one and the same. When God has anointed some person, it's God himself who is there, right there. So between you and the servant of God is the anointing of God. I want to emphasize that so you really understand the seriousness of it and the severity of the consequences of this. This is very important. If you don't know this, may God help you to understand this, to protect yourself from every deceptive spirit that runs around to get the people of God. Between a believer and an anointed servant of God, the anointing of God is there right in front of them. So whatever you do, it just goes against them, against the anointing of God and then God, and then the servant of God. That's why Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. Then he says that whoever falls upon this rock, they'll be shattered to pieces and upon whom the rock falls, they'll be crushed. Why? Between the anointed servant of God and a believer is the anointing of God that is there. So when the people of God spoke against Moses, they spoke against God himself and then against Moses. So what happens here? What were they saying? Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Is this why they were brought? No. Was it an easy thing to bring them out? No. It was God who did that. Every miracle that God did for the children of Israel was a miracle. Without this, nothing would have happened. Where is the gratitude? Look at the ungratefulness of these people. Look at the mouth that is speaking. Discouragement came in. Along with that, ungrateful spirit has entered in. Along with that, spirit of complaining and murmuring entered in. What's happening? Negative, 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 negative. Those are demonic spirits that cause the person to speak negative things. Forget about all the impossible things that the Lord did. To even look at what God has given now as if it's a curse is a curse itself. To look at the blessing of God that God has given as a curse is a curse itself. May God embed this in your spirit. That's what giving room to discouragement will do. Giving room to complaining and murmuring will do. So what happened here? Let's see. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Now, they all forgot that they made their choice to come. In order for them to leave Egypt and come to the promised land, they didn't reach that yet. This is the journey. In order for that to happen, they had to apply the blood of the lamb on their doorposts, and they had to eat the bitter herbs. They had to do whatever they were told to do, and they 
had faith at that time because they wanted to. And when they came out, it was God who brought them out. Without the mighty hand of God, there's no way they would have made it this far. With so many miracles and so many healings and so many wonders, God brought them out. What are they saying? Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Look at the words of ungratefulness and unbelief. What happened? The faith that they had when they left saying that we're going to the promised land. Where did that faith go? Anytime you allow Satan to enter into your life, he'll make you spiritually blind. Write this down. When you allow the demonic spirit of discouragement to enter inside of you, he will make you spiritually blind to whatever God did before and to whatever God will do after thereafter. If you allow the spirit of Satan to enter into you, the spirit of discouragement to enter into you, he will make you blind to the past miracles and he'll make you blind to the future miracles. Thereby, he'll make you a failure or a disaster in the middle of the way. You make your choice what you want to do with your life. It is very important not to give room to discouragement, not to give room to complaining, not to give room to murmuring, not to give room to Satan. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water and a soul loads this worthless bread. Think about it. Think about it. So what can you do with these mouths, abominable mouths? How? Has it turned against the living God? Just a few verses before this, you see, they made a covenant with God. They made a vow to God and received the victory from God. The very same mouths are speaking this. What happened here? Oneness is gone. Now this is not the whole people of Israel together as one voice before God. No, there's a division here. There's a division here. Satan entered into all those who had opened doors. And what happened? There are some on the Lord's side and there are many on Satan's side. What did the enemy try to do? Just like how the Lord showed last last month, through guns, weapons in the hands of his obedient servants within the people of Israel to say, shoot Moses. Moses is the one God is using to bring you all here, right? Shoot Moses. And after that, what Satan will do? He'll take the very gun from your hand and shoot you. Didn't have enough wisdom, these people, to see what God did. The great thing that God did through these men of God. Can they do even one percentage of that? No. Suddenly, something gotten into their heads. They opened the door to the devil. Suddenly, they started speaking. Words of ungrateful, bitter speech. Suddenly, people who really said, Lord, we will destroy the evil over here. And actually, they did it. How did that turn happen? How did that heart turn like that? Away from the living God. And speak against the very God who gave them the victory just a little while ago. How can that happen? There's a warning to every single believer here. You can become that. If you are not careful, you can become that. Say, oh, Lord, and give testimonies in the next minute. Turn against the living God and bring a curse upon yourself. Be very careful. What are they doing? Now they're lying. (laughs) 
God gave them water. God gave them food. Now they're lying here. What are they saying? There's no food and no water. That's what happens. After receiving everything, when you give room to the spirit of discouragement, when you give room to the spirit of complaining and murmuring, when you give room to the spirit of unthankfulness, what will it do? It'll turn you into a liar. All of a sudden, all that you received is like, I'm not receiving it. What? I'm not, I'm not receiving anything. I'm not getting, you know, the attention and I'm not getting enough. I'm not getting enough. What's that? A lying spirit will enter into you. That's what happened to these people. Spirit of lie came into them. Now they're lying. Boldly lying. Boldly lying. No food. No water. What else? Despise the heavenly food. Very, very dangerous place to be in. When you despise the word of God that comes from the servant of God, very bad state. It's not important for me. What did they say? Oh, I so loathe this worthless bread. Really? Angel's food. God giving to these worthless people. The mercy of God. What are they saying? They're calling angel's food that God gave as worthless food. Something that sustained them. Did not get sick. They had the strength to walk. They gave them everything that they needed. Kept them all really well. And their children. They're calling that manna from heaven worthless. You see the decline? How it's going down, downhill? Be very careful. Lest you become like this. This is for every single person here. Don't give room for discouragement. Don't give room for murmuring and complaining. Because it's absence of faith. The moment you cease to function by faith, you are on your way to spiritual death. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. After God has done so much, how can you be like that? Yet people are like that, even today, many. It's a parallel between the Old Testament and the New Testament. That's why God brings these people in the book of Hebrews. God brings these people in the New Testament. Telling God's people in the New Testament, don't be like these people in the Old Testament. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. Calling the blessing of God as a curse. Calling the work of God as a burden. All of a sudden, there's a twist that happens. What happens? Evil spirit. They have been given room. You give room for the devil. What happens? The devil will work in the hearts of the people over time. And not in the lives of believers. But in the lives of unbelievers, let me say this. You can call yourself a believer, but the moment you give room to discouragement, you become an unbeliever because you have no faith. When you have no faith, that's when you will give room to the spirit of discouragement. Don't take discouragement lightly after hearing this word of God. Don't take discouragement lightly anymore 
after hearing this word of God. There are some people who take comfort in discouragement and say that, well, everybody feels sorry for me. I feel so discouraged. Discouragement is a demonic spirit that comes from the pit of hell. Understand this. Don't think that I should make this a big thing. I feel discouraged and everybody feels sorry. Oh, you feel so, we feel so sorry for you. You feel discouraged. We are all here to encourage you. Be very careful. Don't give room for discouragement because only a faithless, perverse generation will give room for discouragement. Discouragement can knock on your door. That doesn't mean that you have to open. Many things can happen to come and say that it's not going to work out. That's not going to work out. I'm not saying that discouragement won't knock on your door. It will. But if you know your God, if you've experienced the goodness of God, how can you open the door to discouragement? Just like how Cain and Abel were there from the same parents who had the same curse, who had the same God who can reverse that curse, but chose, one chose death and one chose life. Just like that. Among the same group of people, a few chose life and the rest chose death. They all saw the same miracles. They all received the same thing. They all had the same God. How can you after seeing the pillar of fire? How can you after seeing the pillar of cloud? How can you after seeing so many miracles in your life personally? Miracle after miracle after miracle. How can you open your mouth and say, I am discouraged? How can you give room to discouragement? Discouragement, giving room to discouragement is a presumptuous sin. If you have not heard it, hear it today. This is the word from God. After you have experienced everything, if you give room for discouragement, it is sin. Because it is a sin of unbelief. You open the door. Discouragement will bring murmuring. Discouragement will bring complaining. Discouragement will bring lying. Discouragement will cause you to detest the word of God. It will cause you to move away from the word of God. Discouragement will cause your heart to long for Egypt. What is that? Slavery. That's what discouragement will do. You let discouragement come inside your life, even for a second. It will master you and make you its slave once more. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Don't try to look for self-pity and try to see that everybody look at me, poor me. At that point, you'll give room for Satan to abuse you and to use you to destroy yourself and others through you. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Let no one be like these people and the children of Israel. Let's see what happened after that. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and many of the people of Israel died. Warning here. Some had some chance to recover. Others did not. So don't gamble with your life. Never think that, well, maybe I'll repent and somehow God will have mercy. And then don't play with your life. Many people died. Many people died. Ananias and Sapphira died. That's New Testament. There's Old Testament. That's New Testament. Somebody says, oh, that's all Old Testament. Don't talk about Old Testament. Let me talk about New Testament. Same thing. Same God. When people behave the same way like in the Old Testament, you get the same punishment here. Because God has done so much for you. After God has done so much for you, how can you turn so ungrateful? How can you open your mouth and speak words like this? May God speak to your hearts at this hour. It's very important to understand. 
from where you fell or from where you can fall. Don't find comfort in any kind of discouragement or songs of discouragement. Don't try to look for people who are all discouraged to band together with them and sing songs of discouragement because all of you together will go down the drain. It's important for you to be where God wants you to be with the people that God wants you to be with so that you can stay healthy and not sick. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Even they knew the order. They spoke against the Lord and against Moses when they spoke against Moses. For we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he may take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Moses is a true servant of God. This is what true servants of God will do. Always intercede and pray. To recover the people of God so that they are not lost. But in the meantime, many were lost. So don't take a chance. Never take a chance. Never gamble with your life. Many were bitten by the fiery serpents and many died. Why? The hand of God that was protecting them was removed. The hand of God that was keeping them all of a sudden turned against them. The desert had serpents in it before. The Bible says he led them through the wilderness where serpents and scorpions were there, but nothing came out, just like Daniel in the lion's den. Nothing harmed them. Nothing was there to scare them. They were all somewhere hiding. The people of Israel didn't even have to have an encounter with them. But when that rebellion, willful, presumptuous sin came against the living God, God gave so much and you called that worthless and you despise that? God gave you food and God gave you all these things and you turn around and say that we didn't get anything and lie. God did so many wonders and you murmur and complain against the living God and go against the servant of God whom God used, poured his life into you and brought you all the way here. God said, I'll send you disaster. The very hand that blessed you will turn against you to give disaster for you. There's a word from God. Be very careful. Very important to be very careful in your Christian walk. Never take things for granted. Never take things lightly. If you have not heard this before, hear it now. And I pray that it will stay before you to keep you from falling. To keep you from spiritually dying. So Moses prayed for the people. Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And it shall be there. That everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. So this was still happening. Now at that time, God is giving a solution for these people through Moses. Now who has to waste time there again for these people? Moses. Moses had to do all these things. Now Moses has to do something in order to recover these people. Is it necessary? No. Is his suffering necessary? No. 
Is this waste of time in this wilderness necessary? No, they should have been moving forward. They should have been marching on the way to victory, to the next place. But they brought it upon themselves. Waste of time, waste of God's time, waste of the servants of God's time. And they have incurred the wrath of God. Is it necessary? No, not necessary. Nevertheless, God out of his mercy had the servant of God intercede for them. That's the mercy of God. And it's a compassion that God has placed upon Moses. He intercedes and he receives that solution from God. Now he goes and he has to make this thing for these people, rebellious people. Now they are concerned about their lives. Oh no, I got hit and I got smitten and now. So what happens? He is making this bronze serpent. Why is God telling him to make the bronze serpent? Why? Because it is for the people to see the serpent. And to know that what I did cost me this. This snake that was sent by God was the result of my sin. This is for them to face their sin. That serpent stands as a symbol of the consequence of their sin. Payment for their sin. It's standing there. The wages of sin is death. The serpent was a symbol of death. It came and killed a whole bunch of people. Now God is saying, look over there. Realize what you've done. Repent for your sins. And then you receive life. That's why that serpent was there. Look over there. See what you did. Repent for it. You receive life. It takes faith to do that. They had enough sense now after getting bitten. Once Moses said that, we have to look at it. And all those who looked at it, they all lived. They all got bitten. It doesn't mean that you look at it and you're not going to get bitten. No, they all got bitten. And then after that, they look. They didn't die. They had the consequence, but God spared them from the death. God is speaking to our hearts today. Presumptuous sin is very grievous before God. When you allow the enemy to enter and after knowing the Lord, it's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Know your enemy. Know yourself. Know God. Know the servants of God God has placed in your life. And live according to that. You'll be safe. You'll be blessed. You'll prosper. But if you don't know the enemy, and if you partner with the enemy, give room for discouragement. Give room for murmuring and complaining. Give room for ungrateful speech. Give room to despise what God has given. Then the very hand that gave you everything will turn against you. No one No one can stand at that point. If God turns against us, we can't bear it. We don't want to be in that place. When God turns against the person, no one can bear it. Yes, God out of love, he chastises. Not like this. This is not just a chastisement that came. Many people died. This is the wrath of God. Remember. Don't try to make the judgment of God into a mushy thing where you try to make everything love. There's a place for justice. 
And God executed his justice. He said, I had it with his crooked and perverse generation who are so wicked in their hearts. Don't let Satan come near you. Don't let Satan blind you to your past blessings and your future blessings that God has for you by partnering with the spirit of discouragement. This is a warning that God is giving to you. Take it very seriously. Don't take light of discouragement. Don't sing songs of discouragement. Think that I can sing songs of discouragement. Let me see, wait and see if somebody comes and encourages me. Before you know, you'll be in the ditch. Don't play with discouragement. Don't give room to the enemy. Don't give room to the lying spirits. Before you know, you'll be blind spiritually. You won't be able to see. All of a sudden, everything will get twisted. and You'll act just like these people to get the consequences, just like how they received. All of a sudden, the wilderness place where it was a habitation of God because a fiery cloud is there. The fiery, you know, the pillar of cloud is there. The pillar of fire is there. God himself is there. He's giving the manna every day. All of these things are happening. But then what happens? In that very place you see death. Be very careful. The house of God is supposed to be a place of blessing, place of life, place of healing. It shouldn't be a place of judgment. Nobody, if you come to the house of God and if you get sick, something happens to you, it's a big warning. Remember that. Because there's no scripture in the Bible where when you come to the house of God, something happens there. It cannot happen like that. Have this in your mind. The place of God is a place of healing. The place of God is a place of comfort. The place of God is a place of life. When you come to the presence of God, you're supposed to be healed, not to get sick. When you come to the presence of God, you're supposed to be well. Now the enemy can try to attack you. While you're in the house of God, Satan can try to attack you. All of a sudden, he can give you some pain. He can make you feel like, I can't sit here any longer because my stomach is hurting. I want to go home. You know where it's coming from. You know there's something that God has for you that the enemy wants to rob you from. Rob you of it. So he wants to take you away from the presence of God. But if something happens like Ananias and Sapphira there, boom, something happens and It's not just to take you out. You have a consequence that follows you. Now you have to look at it pretty hard. What is going on here? I know a person many years ago. This is when I was like maybe 10 years old or something. Man who was preaching about the second coming of the Lord Jesus. Suddenly he went into some other false teaching. And he started preaching against people who go through suffering. He started laughing and saying, there's no such thing as suffering. And he said, oh, he said, these people, they say, oh, God is taking me through the wilderness journey. And he started making fun of them. And he said, oh, there's no such thing as wilderness journey. Jesus paid it all. There's no wilderness journey in the New Testament. That's that's his false teaching. He started making fun of the servants of God who preached the right teaching. Then he said, I have the power to keep myself as long as I want to live. He said, you watch me. He said, I'll stay past 90 years old. And he said, I can do it by the power of my words. This is how he spoke. 
it was scary even to hear it because as a child, I knew the truth. I don't want to go there anymore. He was a guest preacher who would come to different churches and have crusades and go. Everybody started going to his crusades because he used to speak about the second coming of Jesus Christ, which was with scientific and archaeological evidence and this and that, you know, which was pretty accurate. So it was, it was good at that time for people to go and listen to that. But suddenly this twist came. This false teaching. And I wasn't there at this meeting because once he went into false teaching, I stopped going. But this really happened. One day when he was preaching, shortly after that, when he was preaching this false teaching, right on the pulpit, he had a stroke. He could not speak after that. He was rushed to the hospital. I think he was, I don't know if he was 40 or 41. He died. Judgment of God. Judgment begins at the house of God. Something happens like that. God strikes someone right there in the house of God. It's not that the enemy is attacking and he feels like dizzy and Satan is trying to stop him, but he fights through and he finishes the service and he preaches and he blesses people and goes, that's a testimony. But if the if something follows through with it, it's not a good thing. This happened right in the house of God while he was preaching. Suddenly he couldn't continue after that. All his ministry came to an end. The judgment of God came. You know why? You knew the truth. You knew the truth and you pardoned with the enemy. And anytime you try to spread something false, God will say, I'm going to shut you down right here. He shut him down and shut his ministry down. Nowhere to be found. That ministry is nowhere to be found. The work of God will continue. If the person who ran well, finished well, then that work will continue. Because God began that work through that person. But when God shuts down something... The story is like what we read here. He shut down many of these people in the same place where the pillar of cloud was there, the pillar of fire was there. You see death happening. You see people now having snake bites. What is that? Sickness. What is that? Death. What is that? Now the people knew that. We've sinned against the Lord. What should I do? What should I do now? Because they know people are dying right in front of them. You see the consequence staring right in front of you. What do I do now? Now, this is where Moses made that bronze pole. He said, look to that pole. Now they obeyed him. And they looked at the pole. That's when life came. If they would have said again, oh, did you bring us to the Egypt? Did you bring us out of Egypt to die? And when they said that they want to die, right? Did you bring me here to die? God said, I brought you to live. What are you talking about? You've been living so well. Getting water when you want. If the water is bitter, God turned it into good water. Getting food from heaven. Whatever you need. Whatever you ask for, God gave. 
much more. Even the Egyptians, even Pharaoh didn't experience any of these things. God royally fed and provided. How did their hearts become so hardened? They gave room to the spirit of discouragement. Watch out for the spirit of discouragement. Watch out for complaining and murmuring. Next time your mouth should not utter a single word which is negative. Don't give room for discouragement. Learn to be someone who will thank God in the midst of anything and everything because the moment you call out to him, he answers you. He's there to do miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Hasn't he done many miracles in the past? Isn't he doing miracles at present? Has he promised to do many more miracles in the future? Then what's your problem? What was their problem? This is why they got bit by the fiery serpents. Many died. And those who are alive, now bitten, in order to keep them alive, they have to do what Moses had to say. They had to run to Moses and say, Moses, pray for us. Moses, pray for us. At least they did that, knowing that otherwise they're going to die. And who are they going to face after they die? It's God Almighty. Oh my God, think about that. Speaking against God and then being killed by God and stand before God for speaking against him. Who can stand that? May the fear of the Lord be upon every single person in this house of God to understand the severity of sin. Understand what Satan wants to do for you and to you so that you can keep yourself safe. Don't fall from that grace. Don't fall from the path that God has for you. Stay with God. Stay with the servants of God. Walk in their footsteps. Follow them. You'll be safe. Praise God at all times. And everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And everything give thanks. Don't give room for discouragement. Don't give room to the spirit of complaining. Don't give room for the spirit of a lie. Before you know, he'll blind you to your past victories that God gave, graciously gave, and to your future victories that God is about to graciously give you. Don't miss out on what God has for you. Don't inherit the negative consequences of your negative actions by making wrong choices, by partnering with the wrong person. That's Satan, who comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. When God makes a way out and he says, do this in order for you to live at the time, don't say, well, why should I do that, Moses? You want to choose death, then don't listen. If you want to choose death, don't repent. Because looking at that bronze serpent signifies repentance because it's you facing your consequence right before you. Oh, God, what have I done? Forgive me. That's what looking at it is. You have faith in what God is speaking through his servant now. Obey, do it. While you do it, it's making you face your sin. What did God make Moses to do for the people? Make them face their sin. Make them face their consequence. 
Let them look at that fiery serpent. And somebody can say, oh, well, don't do that. It's going to cause trauma for them. Really? You look at it or you die. You need to face your consequence. Well, when you do something, you don't think that it's bad. Abusing God is very dangerous. Abusing his grace is very dangerous. Thinking that I can take what God has done and just trash it and call it worthless is pretty dangerous. God speak to our hearts at this hour. What God told Moses, Moses did. Moses didn't go around saying that, oh, I feel so sorry. You got bitten. Let me see your hand. Let me see your feet. He wasn't running from one person to another. Don't expect God's servants to do that. When you sin, it's you and God. And if you're told to do something, do that. Don't expect the servant of God to come and pamper you there while you are facing your consequence. God won't let that happen. It's you and God now face it. Face it and thoroughly change. And then God will lead you again. Simply follow the servants of God. God has placed over you to lead you. As you walk in that spiritual journey, make sure you stay safe by not giving room to the spirit of discouragement. You know, the sad thing is after all these things happen, they still continue doing it. The entire generation died in the wilderness. Why? Why? Did it have to happen this way? No. Let it not happen to us here. Don't let it happen to us. Don't let it happen to you. God has done so much. Your heart should be overflowing with thanksgiving. When you go through another difficult situation, your heart should be full of faith in God. Think that the Lord did all these things and he will do it again. Call out to the Lord. How can you call out to the Lord before and not now? They called out to the Lord in verse 3, verse 2. And God answered them, told them what they needed to do. How come they didn't do that? Because there, they didn't give room to discouragement. Here, they gave room to discouragement. That's the difference. See how in a matter of minutes, everything changed. Know yourself. You can change like that. If you let the devil come inside of you, you can change that fast. You won't even know how fast you change and you feel like I'm right and rightfully, I'm fighting for my rights and rightfully I'm doing this and, and I don't have this and I don't have that. Meanwhile, you have everything and you become a liar in front of God Almighty. Because you partnered with the lying spirit. And then God will do what he does, which we can't bear. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. God is not a man that he should lie. And son of man that he should repent. Has he spoken it? He'll bring it to pass. When he says something, he will do it. If he has promised you something, he will do it. Don't make life about yourself. It's about the king. It's always about the king. And when we follow him, he prospers our lives. He makes us into vessels of righteousness. We follow him. He will give us everything we need in order to fulfill his grand call. Just like a police officer when he gives himself over to training and then he passes a test, he's been given the uniform, he's been given his hat, he's been given his gun, he's been given his belt, he's been given whatever he needs 
if he needs a car he has been given that police car in order to fulfill his duty his job just like that if you obey god and follow him and pass the test and prove yourself to be worthy of the call of god apostle paul says this god counted me worthy and he gave me this ministry that's when true ministry will come ministry given by god will only come after he tests and proves a person to be worthy and he anoints them and then he gives them the job the authority that is given is given after a person is proved to be faithful i'm not talking about self appointed people i'm talking about god appointed people god anointed people not people who run business not people who have turned the house of god into den of thieves now this is true ministry to true true servants of god all over the world different parts of the world god has them though few in numbers they are there serving god to such people whatever they need in order to do the work of god everything will be provided by god almighty because he sends them because it's his department it's his worker and he gives them everything he needs because it's his work may god help you to grow into the image of jesus to receive what god has by simply following him when you follow him there are a lot of people who never got bitten by the serpents they were all doing well you know why because they did not give room to the spirit of discouragement and if you look at moses with all these people doing all these things was satan moving all of them against this great man of god to see if he can somehow bring him down so that the whole journey can be stopped he did not get to him at all moses did not get discouraged through all of it he was a man too but he was a man of god he was not a supernatural being but he was a man of god who was so full of god so full of god's love and to the very people who understood him he interceded for them before god that's love and god went defending moses god said moses you're interceding for them but i see what is right and what is wrong step back i'm going to take action and god took action on behalf of moses this is what god will do for his people when we are full of god's love and we go before god and do what is pleasing to god god will stand up for his people god will defend his own God will speak for his servants. God will prove himself there that it is I who call them. It is my anointing that is upon them and this is my work that I am leading. May God speak to our hearts this hour. To understand there should be no room for discouragement because discouragement is a weapon of the enemy. It's a demonic spirit that comes from hell. to stop you from inheriting Canaan that God has. Discouragement is a weapon of the enemy that Satan brings against you. Don't say hey give it to me and try to shoot your own self. Don't do that. Discouragement is not your friend, it's your enemy. It can take you down faster than you know. Take you to a pit 
deeper than you can imagine. Put you in a place full of serpents and scorpions. You can never get out if you choose Satan to be your ally. Be very careful. That discouragement brought in ungratefulness, murmuring, complaining, lying against God, saying that you didn't give me anything. Look at me. I don't have anything. Their own words condemn them. Because God was giving so much and went to a place where what God gave became worthless. You brought us here to kill us, accusing God. All these things happen. Why? Because they opened the room to discouragement. How were they able to partner with discouragement? Because they had unbelief. They gave room for unbelief. If you have faith, then if you have genuine love for God, there's no room for anything. Whether I have anything or not, I will still walk with Jesus. We need to be at that place. Whether he gives me anything or not, I will still follow him. Because it's not about me. That's the difference between Ruth and Orpah. Ruth said, even if I don't get anything, which I clearly understand that I won't, I'll still follow you, Naomi. I'll still follow you. Orpah cried and made a big scene and said, I love you. And then when she was given the option to go, she just took off. Many Christians are like that. But the true test of your love for God will be given. Where you stand will be noted. And you'll be rewarded according to that. And Satan will come to see how he can make you fail that test. And those who really are prepared for that will not fall. How can you prepare yourself? By spending time with God, by reading his word, by being genuine in your heart. By following the principles of God that God has given. By honoring God where honor should be. By obeying God when you should obey him. Every word that he says. By taking the word of God that comes through his servants very seriously. Knowing the importance of the anointing of God that is placed upon their lives. It's a very serious one that everyone has to understand. Most people don't know, especially here. This country, most people don't know. Even anywhere else. A lot of people don't know because they don't see the real anointing of God. They think it's just like them. I mean, how can you, when you see the Red Sea open, when you see manna from heaven, and you see a group of people going and talking to Moses as if they'll talk to their next door neighbor, it's pretty scary, isn't it? They got blinded. See, they have the nerve to go and speak to a man of God through whom God has done so much. The whole Red Sea, Nile River, everything was touched by God. How can they so fearlessly go and talk? Think about it. Because it's a deceptive spirit that they opened the door to has entered into and now it's working. That serpent is hissing through them against the work of God and the anointing of God only to be crushed by God Almighty. So to be very careful. What we deal with is we need to know. We want to be God's friends. We need to be on God's sides. We need to be on God's side. 
We need to be God's friends. We need to be people who truly have the true fear of God, true love for God, true loyalty to God, true love for God's servants and true loyalty to the house of God and to the servants of God. And have the fear of God for the anointing of God and a healthy fear that needs to be there for the servants of God. It will protect you from any kind of presumptuous sin. Remember, what they spoke against Moses was speaking against God first and then against Moses, the servant of God. Be very careful. As the Bible says, what you speak in your house, even in your bedroom, will be heard by God Almighty. So be very careful. Very careful because God watches every single thing, every move of ours. We want to be blessed by God. Then be in a place, position yourself to be worthy of the blessing of God. Don't even lie down in your bed and give room for discouragement. Don't sit down in your car or if you're traveling in a bus, give room for complaining and murmuring. Don't give any room for the devil. Because every thought of ours, many times Satan will make it seem like, oh, it's just your thoughts, you're just worried. Oh, no, no, no. You're giving room for those demonic spirits. Those are bringing those thoughts. Those are arrows and weapons. Don't welcome in. Don't get them inside. You have to immediately, immediately resist it with a shield of faith. Resist it with the word of God. Resist it by bringing the past miracles that God has done in your life. Resist it. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Submitting to God is submitting to his word. Submitting to God is submitting to the counsel of God. Only then you can resist the devil. And resisting the devil is not to say, get out in Jesus' name, get out in Jesus' name. You need to say that, but that's not the only thing. You resist the devil by your actions. You resist the devil by your words. You resist the devil by your life, by living a holy life. You resist the devil. By living a godly life, you resist the devil. By walking in the ways of God, you resist the devil. And then by your speech, you resist the devil. Just like how testimony is, my life should be a testimony. And then my words should be a testimony. Just like that. Resisting the devil is you resist him with your life and you resist him with your words. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The wilderness journey should have been an exciting journey with God Almighty. Eating angels food and seeing miracles they never saw before. A special people, God's chosen treasure. God wanted to show so much. God wanted to do so much. God had so much in his heart that he wanted to do for his people. But the people made it so hard for God. They made the journey so distasteful. They made it so difficult for Moses. They made it so difficult for God. How long can I put up with these people, God said. You will never be like that. In the beginning, part of all of these is when you give room to discouragement.
and you give room for murmuring and complaining. And you give room for unbelief. All of a sudden, everything will get twisted and crooked. And lying spirit will begin to operate. Know your enemy and see how Satan operates and he works. Don't give any room for the enemy. May your heart be ever content. Truly in love with Jesus. Never, ever, ever take discouragement lightly. Never take unbelief casually. Never take self and self-pity lightly. These are your enemies. These are your enemies. Remember. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever thoughts comes to your head, know that it's not from you. It's from Satan. Don't partner with it. When you think and go along with Satan's thoughts that he's bringing, which are his arrows, after that, he will take over everything because you've opened the door. Take some time in the presence of God and repent for what you need to repent. Whatever the Spirit of God is bringing before you. This is a time where God is placing things before you like he placed the bronze serpent made by Moses before you. God is putting his word before you so that you can thoroughly repent and that you can escape the consequence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Submit to God and resist the devil. Submit to God by your life. Submit to God by your life, the way you live. Hallelujah. Resist the devil. And the devil will flee from you. Hallelujah. Only to those who submit to God. Only to those who don't complain and don't murmur. Don't give room for discouragement. Only to those people who have faith in God and obey Him in all things. When they resist the devil, Satan will flee from them. Those who submit to God. Hallelujah. Where there's no room for envy, where there's no room for pride, where there's no room for jealousy, where there's no room for strife. There's no room for Satan. Hallelujah. Anytime Satan knocks at your door to bring his stuff, to bring you down, make sure you resist the enemy. Make sure you submit to God. Make sure there's no doors open in your life. Hallelujah. Take some time in the presence of God this night. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're faithful. Father, you're faithful. Father, you're faithful. Father, you're faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word that you gave from heaven this night. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Take some time in the presence of God. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. All those who look to the cross, they all received the forgiveness. Look to the cross at this hour. Look to the cross at this hour. Hallelujah. This month is a month of sanctification, purification. It's a good thing. God is doing a good thing in our midst. Hallelujah. God is doing a good thing in our midst. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Purging needs to take place. Cleansing needs to take place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Purging needs to take place. Hallelujah. Cleansing needs to take place. It's a good thing for our church. Hallelujah. So that the enemy can be driven out once and for all. Hallelujah. Every door that you open in your life, shut it tight. Shut it tight. Take this time. Close it. Close it. Hallelujah. Close the door to unbelief. Close the door to discouragement. Close the door to murmuring. Close the door to complaining. Close the door to evil speaking. Close the door to envy. Close the door to slander. Hallelujah. Close the door to bitterness. Close the door to immorality. Close the door. Close the door to anger. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we praise you for this time. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. I pray that you'll continue to minister to your people. As the Lord wants you to do good for his people. Let there be a thorough repentance taking place. Oh Lord, I pray that the Spirit of God may do a deeper work in the lives of your people. All the works of darkness be brought down. The work of God alone may continue, Father. In the lives of your people, I pray. Oh Lord, that every single person, child who's here, who's listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit at this hour, may their lives be transformed through the power of your might so that they can become powerful weapons in your hands against the kingdom of darkness, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As you serve and standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people at this hour with all your blessings that you alone can bless them with, that they may be like the tree that is planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth their fruit in their season. They may prosper by doing the will of the Father in heaven, free from everything that God hates, that they may do that which is right before the Lord. That they may flee from discouragement. That they may flee from immorality. That they may flee from anger, wrath and jealousy. That they may flee from fault-finding, backbiting. That they may flee from complaining and murmuring. That they may flee from everything that is Abominable in the sight of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, let this word continue to minister to their hearts. 
until it accomplishes what God wants it to accomplish. Oh Lord, I pray that this word continue to work, oh Father. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.